Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are this Jesus Life podcast. Josh, happy weekend, podcast. my friend. How you doing? Happy I know weekend. people listening might not be the weekend, but it is for us. How's your uh, How's your Saturday going so far, man? Uh, just went to a baby shower, and I am a firm believer. We were just talking about this, but I'll talk about it for the sake of those listening. I'm a right. firm believer. Men don't belong there. Like, no. don't don't do the co-ed thing. Like, it's just no. Don't do a guy's one and a girl's one. No, like it's a baby shower. Let mom celebrate it with her friends. Dad doesn't have to be there. You know what would be genius is if you were like, hey, this is a co-ed baby shower. Dudes, if you want out of it, add $50 to whatever you were going to give. You know? All right, what's the number you would pay to be able to get out of it? I think I'd go pretty high. I'd probably go from like a $40 gift to, I don't know, 80, 90, something like that. Wow. Like I, I would say know, 200 to get me out of it. I would drop 200 on a, on a baby gift <laughs> Dude, if I didn't have to go. People in your circle are going to listen to this. And since you are like a pastor, you're going to be I'm invited done. to every baby I'm shower. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> as long as I don't have to go, I will give you $200. But dude, a buyout option would be genius. And then the one That's guy great. who winds up there still is just like, why, why was I being cheap? What did I do? Well, he showed up. He showed up with his boyfriend. So sorry, that was rude. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. So rude. But dude, I think a buyout option would be a great idea for baby members. Because then you or, get, you know, then or you get just what you don't want. require it at all. Like just be like, I don't understand why women want men there anyways. Like it's it funny, just man. like have your own thing. It's cool. We're not. We don't feel like we're left out. We really don't care. We don't want to be there. I feel like just being uh, nice, but that's all it is. They're like, I yeah. just want you. To I will still get. Yeah, I'll still get you a present. I'll still yeah. whatever, as long as I don't have to go. I'm just not a fan. Men don't would you rather? In those places. Uh, would you rather do jury duty once a week uh, for a once month, a week, or or spend one day of your weekend? every week for a month um like all saturday uh going to baby showers jury duty hands down in a heartbeat (laughs) you know there's you know there's juries that do do that once once a week for like six months seriously Uh, when i was on a jury i was on a murder trial in my early 20s uh i wasn't on trial i was a juror on a murder trial Uh, yeah you got off there was a grand jury met once a month or once a week and they did it for like six months. Uh, but we would see them like come through and they're like all buddy buddies and, and friends. They seem to have a much better time than we were having, but, um, yeah. Yeah. And being down there. So there's just groups out there do it. Wow. I didn't even know that was a thing. Well, yeah, I think I would actually opt for jury duty as well. Uh, if I were in that case it's or that easier. scenario. Like yeah. for the most part, you get to leave by ten thirty because they don't need you for that day. Like that's a win, right? Right. Uh, even if right. they do need you, you don't really have to do anything. You just sit there and answer questions if they ask you, if they ask you at all. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, don't Dude, have to be in honestly, a baby place. So this is me, like knock on wood. I've never had to actually do jury duty. Um, I've never even been summoned. I've been like. <laughs> I've got. Are the you noted. a registered voter? Yes, 
I've gotten mm-hmm. the notice like you might be summoned, like uh, be aware okay. or something, but I've never and like called the night before. Yeah, I've never got the call of like, okay, we need you here Tuesday, you know, or whatever. So it's been a while. Know. Like when I first moved to Colorado, I got summoned and I had to go in, but I didn't get, I didn't even go into selections. They just sent me home at like nine, 10 o'clock. Yeah. Um, and then I think I got two more like, summons where i called the day before and they're like yeah you, you don't need to come in and then nothing yeah. since so it's probably been at least six to seven years since i've been uh even selected to come in which hey i'll take it no that's problem a win. that's a win but dude speaking of uh of jury duty <laughs> what, <laughs> what are we gonna cover today man where are we going judgment with this thing? We actually have a conversation at the baby shower. Like, what if you made someone's like super into board games or whatever? That's not me. I'm not a board game guy, but um, they, uh, someone's like, oh, what if we did a church board game? And you're like, that sounds lame. Unless it's like a judgment board game where we get to decide if you go to heaven or hell. That'd be fun. Um, and then someone's like, what if you did a cult? Like, you had to like recruit people in your board game to cults. I was like, okay, now we're on to something. <laughs> and then someone's like, I'd love to be in a cult. And I was like, mm, I don't think so. I think you would love to lead a cult. That's a much different experience than being in a cult. Just being in it. Yeah. That's yeah. probably very different worlds. Very never been in well, a cult. What are we talking about? Uh, we're talking yeah. about the Holy Spirit. Um, we've been talking yeah. about the Holy Spirit the last handful of episodes, and we're back at it again. Uh, yeah. He is our helper as Jesus defined him. He is the one that provides wisdom when we ask, because I think Paul said that. I could be making that up right here on the spot. I don't remember. Um, but he is the one that we interact with the most and oftentimes the one that we choose to forget the most. Mm-hmm. Right? We give credit to the Son or the Father for the work of the Spirit. Um, and I think there's a fair amount of faith and trust of Jesus that we're missing out. I heard this quote this week, and I think I actually put it in my sermon for this weekend. Um, the areas of your life that you fear the most are the areas in which you trust God the least. I thought that was a good line, but I think it's the work of the spirit that does the work to help you trust and grow your faith of, of God uh, and, and take on bigger, bigger things. But that's what we were talking about. We talked about Pentecost when the spirit showed up after Jesus resurrection. Um, last mm-hmm. week we talked about the Holy spirit coming and what does mm-hmm. that look like to ask for the Holy spirit to come into situations. And this week we're going to talk about the results. How do we know the yes. spirit is around and is doing work in our lives and the lives around us? We call these the fruits of the spirit. These fruits aren't apples and bananas and pineapples and mangoes and avocados because avocado is a fruit. Right. Um, And tomatoes. Don't forget tomatoes. tomatoes. Another sneaky one. By the way, I made, I I do avocado toast on Friday, whatever today is, Saturday mornings. And my avocado was bad. That's the worst. What a letdown. What a letdown. That's rough. That was a little sad. bad. But, uh, before we before we dig into the fruits of the spirit, you wanna you wanna pray for us and ask the spirit to to speak yeah. and let us all learn something together. Hundred um, percent. God thinks that we can do this. Uh, thinks that we can have these discussions. And uh, Lord, we ask that as we talk about the the power and the way sh- the Holy Spirit shows up, that you would you would speak to us even as we're having this conversation, Lord. That you would make it fruitful uh, to all those who hear it and and us having it. You make it 
uh, something that would honor you and that would bring glory to you. Um, we do this because it's it's something we really enjoy doing. And uh, Lord, we pray that you would use it to teach us things and teach anybody who wants to listen things uh, and actively speak through your Holy Spirit to them. Um, we love you. Pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Dude, Galatians Sweet. 5, 22 through 26. This is where like the, I'm going to read this in a minute, but where it's, this is where the fruit of the spirit uh, language comes from. It's not just like a headline or subtitle or whatever of the Bible that somebody added. It, you'll hear it in just a sec. Starting in Galatians 5, Start. verse 22. Two. Start back at like 13, so we get the whole context of what Paul's telling the okay, Galatians. Okay. All right, Galatians 5, 13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify desires of the flesh for the flesh, for the, the desires of the flesh are contrary to the spirit and the spirit is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you, you are not to do whatever you want. But if you let, if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, faction, factions, envy, and drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. So, that's out of Galatians 5. Yeah, I started in verse 13, Josh, and read through verse 26. But um, I was kind of thinking we might talk about this as like the way the Holy Spirit shows up in people or the way you can see that. But what uh, what are kind of your first takes uh, thinking about the fruit of the Spirit verses and kind of the surrounding context? Yeah, I think like... <clears throat> I think oftentimes we focus in as Christians on, you know, verse 19, verse 20, verse 21 of like, here are the yeah. things we should avoid, right? Sexual morality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, and so on and so forth. <clears throat> and though, yeah, we should be avoiding those things. Like we have no power over sin without walking with the spirit or walking with Jesus. And we can say it either way. Um, so I think it's better to focus on like, what's the fruit? Like what, 
what do we get to see in our lives when we choose to actually walk with the Spirit? Um, rather yep. than, than living selfishly, like that's what it means. And instead of, you know, uh, what is it, verse 16, so I walk, so I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. The desires yep. of the flesh, it's just selfishness, right? It's like, what yep. does my humanly side want rather than what the Spirit wants for me? And when I walk yep. with the Spirit, like here's, here's the fruit of this. This is how I know I'm walking with the Spirit. And we've talked about this idea a handful of times on the podcast of like, how do you know you're walking with Jesus? Excuse me, I just burped. Um, not that I had to tell you, but I thought it was important. Um, right. The, uh, like, what? Are, how do you know you're actually walking with Jesus? Or when um, Paul says, or uh, even, you know, Jesus said at times, like, don't, don't look at their actions or what they say, but look at the fruit of their life. And I think yeah. oftentimes we think of fruit of their life uh, as 19, 20, and 21, um, where we're like, mm-hmm. oh, they just avoid these things. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. to some extent. Um, mm-hmm. But more so, what the fruit of walking with Jesus, walking with the Spirit really looks like is verse 22 and 23, like like Andrew just mm-hmm. read. Like, how yeah. do I know I'm walking with Jesus? Because you're going to see more love in your life. You're going to create this desire that you want to love because you've been loved so well by God. And right, you're going to have yeah. joy even in the circumstances that seem devastating and life-stopping and um, you don't know how things are going to turn out, uh, but you can still have joy. Or you can have peace. Even when chaos is brewing around you, you can hold on to peace in the midst of it all. I'm knowing that God is in control. Like you have full trust of him. You know, forbearance, uh, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Like this is what we look for in our own lives. And kind of the barometer of is what I'm doing in terms of spending time with Jesus, actually building and fostering relationship. So I see these things as fruit of it. And if I don't see more of these things, and not just one or the other, but all of them in in their entirety. Um, if I'm not seeing these things, there's a good chance I'm not actually spending time with Jesus, or the time yeah. that I am spending with Jesus isn't actually uh, building relationship. It's just a task I'm I'm trying to complete, so I'm a good Christian, um, rather than actually knowing God. But those are my first thoughts. I have plenty of other thoughts on this topic. But what were yours, dude? <laughs> Lottie says, uh, I love Josh. Okay, go out. I'll see you in a little bit. Um, I love Lottie. <laughs> she just finished Happy birthday party. a week late or two weeks late. Yeah, that's right. Dude, uh, I guess like you were saying, the you know, on the verses kind of before the fruit of the spirit, it it like the author says um that these things are obvious. The acts of the flesh are obvious, you know, and then lists out a bunch like sex, sexual immorality, impurity, idolatry, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, and on and on. All these things that you're like, yeah, maybe that's not like in every day of your life, right? But but you might like lean towards one of those uh, or one of those type of things um, if you're like not leaning into the fruit of the spirit. I guess that's not making any sense. What I'm trying to say is like, these are things which like you said are rooted in selfishness and, and kind of come with this, like what feels best to me in the moment, what is going to make me most happy in the moment. And it's really like focused here. It's like, what do I want? What do I need? How do I win? How do I make sure they like me? How do I make sure whatever? Um, and like the fruit of the spirit, the things that are there are the exact opposite of selfishness, love, joy, 
peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Most of those things are focused outward, right? They show up in how you treat other people. Some of them are focused inward, like peace and patience and self-control. Um, but but they're not just like, what am I doing? How am I going to win? How am I going to get my next thing, right? Um, and they're, they're the antithesis of our culture <laughs> in most yeah. ways. Like that... You don't, I haven't heard it as much, but for a few years there, it was like, follow your heart was like the, the calling card of our culture. Like follow your heart. Like there is no truth, but if it feels right to you, do it right. Like this, this, a lot of people have rejected, like there's, there's material truth and like truth in general. It's, it's become this motto of like, if it feels good to you then it's right and do it. Even if it hurts other people, even if it's terrible for other people, whatever. The fruit of the spirit is the exact opposite of that. It's showing up in the best way you could show up um, when you're walking in these things. But like, it's easy to read this and think like, okay, so the world says be selfish and do what's right for you. Um, The fruit of the spirit and the Bible kind of says like, do all these things, but they're not checklists. Like you don't have to just like write out a list of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and on and on. And like at the end of the day, pull out a notebook and go like, okay, how, what was my love level one to 10? What was my peace level one to 10? What was my patience? Like it's not a grade, (laughs) you know, and it's, it's not one of these things that we should put on a checklist. These are things which, like as you walk with God and you realize like, man, I have an anger problem. Like my, one of my daughters just barged in. I don't really have an anger problem, but being a parent with a couple of little girls, like anger is a part of my life that's easier now to see. So I have to check that. And it's like, man, when, when I'm, my natural reaction is to get angry about something. That's something that God's like, putting in in my eyesight for me to like work on with them, you know? And it's like, God, how do I have peace and patience instead of anger? Like, can you change that in my heart? You know, it's, it's not something where you pray the prayer and accept Christ and just like a magic. It, this didn't happen for me this way. Um, where you pray a prayer and accept Christ and magically like the next day you just are filled with all of these traits. Maybe that's happened for people. God could do it. He hasn't for me in that way. It's been that slow chipping away of the things which are unloving, impatient, and and down the list. Like it, it's the chipping away of the things in my heart, which are the opposite of the fruit of the spirit. So, sorry, that was a rambly and long set of first thoughts, but that's how I was reading yeah. this. Like as you're talking, I had the thought of like, um, shoot, I just lost it. This is happening to me more and more. I may have a tumor in my brain. Let's pray that's not the case because that would suck. But Jesus is still Jesus, even if it is. Um, You were talking about... um, Follow your heart. Follow your heart. And then you were talking about... Checklists. Checklists. And then you were talking about... Chipping away uh, at like sculpting. Chipping away. 
Yeah. Our all of those things, all good, great things. I don't remember what the thing I was, maybe Jesus can bring it back around for me. But um, I, I wrote this down last weekend uh, in my journal. This is the second thing I was thinking of that kind of relates. Um, I'll just, I'll just read it. Um, it's not really my journal. It's my notebook, but um, we spend time with Jesus time in quotations and do Jesus things to get what we can rather than out of a love for, for him, a love for Jesus. And I yeah. think there's, there's a big piece of that when it comes to these things is like, well, I want peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, uh, all these yeah. things. And I'm, I'm going to do all these things to get that. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> like, and I think this is what Andrew was saying is like, this isn't a checklist to get marked off that you're, you're more caring. You're more this, you're more that. Oh, I figured I remembered what it was. I'm going to write it down. So I don't forget. Sorry. Uh, don't want to forget that word. Uh, but I think it, I'm convinced of this. The more time you spend with Jesus, the more you're going to fall in love with him. There's no one like him. There's no one like the spirit. There's no one like God, the father. These, like, these are incredible beings beyond uh, anything this world could ever give you. But yet we're still, we're still selfish individuals. I'm going to bring both of these things together. Um, we're still selfish individuals, um, right? Like it's, it's what can I get? And that's what motivates us rather than my love for Jesus. But I'm convinced the more you spend with Jesus, the more you're going to fall in love with him, the more the spirit's going to do the work. And you're going to start to see these things as a fruit of being and spending time with Jesus. Right. And we know these things, like we call them different things, right. In Christians, you're like, Oh, that that's a confident, that's a confident guy. Like I want the confidence that he has, or that's, that's really wise. That, that person's full of knowledge. I want what they have, or they're extremely disciplined. They seem to have certain things lined up, or they care for people really well. Yeah. They do these things because one, they may be gifted. You know, we'll get into spiritual gifts next next episode, but yeah. maybe they're gifted in this way, in the supernatural. But also, as you spend time with Jesus, this is what it looks like, right? To have love and joy, like this is caring for people. To have gentleness, yeah. this is caring for people. Peace, uh, patience, uh, kindness, this is confidence. Like this is how it shows up. Um, and these yeah. are the types of traits that, that you look at other Christians, you're like, I want to be like that guy, or I want to be like that girl. I want to have what they have. Um, but instead of, we, we always try to look for the short way to get to that. Right. So like, yeah. what can I, what can I trick, change, manipulate to get those yeah. things rather than doing the work of spending time with Jesus and all reality, what we don't like about it is it's God's job to do this work, right? It's yeah. my job to be open. It's my job to be vulnerable. It's my job to be honest in my conversations with Jesus. It's my job for him to lead in those ways and for me to follow. I'm an active participant, but I'm not the leader. And that's what we don't like. And we take on that posture, like we get stuck. If, if we want to be in control of our lives, you are going to get stuck in this life and you're never going to experience the fullness that Jesus had for you in this life. But if you yeah. give up control and, and it's, a, it's a journey, giving up selfishness, these are, these are what we're going to see in our lives. These are the types of people we're going to become. But in, in my own journey, like what I have found is uh, there, there's these plateaus or, or phases that you move into as you walk mm -hmm. with Jesus, that you have greater faith or greater understanding, greater wisdom, greater discernment. Um, and you kind of move into this next phase and, and you can feel it when you're going into a new phase, getting ready for whatever's next. And it's not that yeah. you, you leave behind what you've learned up to this point or the work that Jesus has done in you to this point. But here's what I found as I move into the next phase. I realize how selfish I really am, right? Mm -hmm. Like, 
I was yeah. like, oh man, look at, and, and even in the old phase or the past phase, you'd be like, man, look at all these things I used to be like selfish about, or I used to be impatient about, look how far I've come. And then you get to that next yeah. phase, it goes, holy crap, I am so selfish. Like, look yeah, at yeah. all these other ways, these little, these little minute ways that add up to be, you know, massive impact on my life because I choose selfishness over who God's called and created me to be. Like, that's what yeah. I find is the longer I walk with Jesus, it, I would say it that way, the, lo- the longer I mature in my relationship with Jesus and I mature yeah. in, in these fruits of the spirit, the more I realize how selfish, not how selfish I used to be, how selfish yeah. I am actively being, right? <laughs> like An- Andrew was talking about his girls and getting frustrated, angry with, with his girls. My new recent thing is to be pissed off at my dog on a pretty regular basis. I currently live in a place where I, he can't just run free. Um, like I don't right. have a back fence to my house. Um, so like I have to take him out and take him for a walk and like, 1030 rolls around. He's, he may have been out four times already since I've gotten home, but he's like right now. And I'm going to pace around the house until you like yeah. get annoyed yeah. enough. And then I just, and then he goes outside, runs around a little bit, sniffs some things and doesn't pee or poop. And now I'm pissed, right? It's the selfishness that like starts to get revealed to you. I know that's a dumb example, but like, that's, that's this oh. piece that's constantly at play. And, and I think oftentimes for us, we try to hide it. Right. You're like, I wouldn't, I don't want people to know that like, I'm not actually as good of a Christian as, as maybe they think I am, but like, that's the most dangerous thing you can possibly do. You start to hide something and and God's not going to work in that something anymore. You got to bring those things out to the open. So we look at these things and we go, well, I'm not that patient of a person. That's a great starting place to like, just admit I'm not that patient. I'm not that self-controlled. I'm not full of joy and peace. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad that yep. you're recognizing these things because yep. 90% of Christians don't recognize these things, right? They right. think that they are top notch, the best Christian that has ever lived. Sure. They have their issues, but like they're better than a thousand others, right? Like that's yeah. the mindset inside of Christianity. Or I think I, I'm a horrible person, but I can portray myself as, as a great person. And now you're in this weird place again. Like it, it's yeah. the understanding of like, oh, I'm not these things. Awesome. The solution to these things isn't try to pr- practice these things more. The solution to these things to go back to verse six. Um, so I say, walk by the spirit, right? Yep. Spend time with Jesus, walk in relationship, watch what yep. God can do, fall in love more and more with Jesus. The what I find with self-control, um, the more I fall in love with Jesus, the more, of course, I don't want to sin against him. Not because that's what good Christians do or like, that's the right thing to do, but I love the guy. I don't want to like disappoint him yeah. or harm him or, or, or do anything that's going to for like harm our relationship. Like that's a bad day for everybody. Um, that love's got to develop though. And that love doesn't develop in the majority of Christians because we just don't spend time with Jesus. We don't walk by the spirit. Um, just not a part of our lives. I see you writing lots of notes. I'm excited. I, yeah, I, I felt like, uh, I keep like writing down like, okay, that, that came to mind. That came to mind. Um, three things. Um, first is like you and I, I think we called it mountains and valleys when we did an episode about that, like slow process of sanctification in our life, which sanctification is just becoming more like God um, over time as he works in and through and on us. Um, And, and I think like, as you go up that peak, right? Like maybe you're in a season of like, man, uh, God wants me to be patient right now. And he's like, put these, things in my life that I can just rage against, but not changed, or I can be patient and trust him and like, he'll change him when he's ready, you know? And like, he does that sometimes, or maybe it's mm-hmm. anger or joy or whatever 
It is. Mm-hmm. You can look down this list and if you ever give yourself a 10 out of 10, like you probably just ask a friend who loves God and loves you to rank you and then maybe go off their results. Cause I don't mm-hmm. think any of us are 10 for 10 on all of these all the time. I know I'm not most of them. what I was thinking though is like you and I were talking about like that self-awareness uh, even before the podcast. And then you were talking about it for a moment just now. And honestly, man, I, I wonder if one of the roles of the Holy spirit is like spiritual self-awareness, like mm-hmm. showing us our own heart. Like mm-hmm. when the Bible talks about the heart in the context, our culture does of follow of your heart. The Bible talks about it in horrible ways. Like the heart is deceitful, you know, mm-hmm. like don't follow your heart essentially is the quick line out of the Bible. Like it's going to lead into sin, but like, as you walk in your relationship with God and as you spend time with him and slowly, like I think a a sculpting analogy might make sense where it's like, I'm going to chip away something on like, if you're making an arm in a sculpture, it's like I'm working on the arm for a while. And maybe that's like the equivalent of patience for a little while, you know? And it's like, okay, like arms good enough. I can see where the hands coming out. It's not done. But like, then God shifts over and he's like, oh, but I haven't even started a leg. Like, I'm going to work on this leg. And you're like, whoa, I didn't know I had a self-control problem until now. But you're in that next season of like God revealing something to you. And I think that's, I think that's actually work done by the Holy Spirit is like making us self-aware of our own hearts and our own spirit and our own desires and where they're like, disconnected from what God's desires are in our life. I don't think that's you and I like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to ever be self-aware enough to know like where I'm at in joy in any given day. Right. It can show up in moments where I react with it or without it. But, but I don't think I have the like internal tools to look inside myself and really read that on like a heart and spirit level of like, me as a spiritual being designed uniquely to glorify God, like I'm fallen, I'm not perfect. And I think that the Holy Spirit is the one that like, like a sculptor reveals an arm on a, on a statue. I think the the Holy Spirit might give us the ability to like, look at it and see like, okay, not perfect, but it's better than it was, right? God's like, Glory to God, he's taken me further than I could have gone on my own and like far from getting there, but I know I'm not where I was, you know? So that was my like thought that that I felt like um, God revealed to me while you were talking. So wanted to share that. That's good. I think too, like <clears throat> right along those lines, uh, I think you're onto something. I think this is the role of the spirit. Um, this is the yeah. mysteries being revealed in our lives. I'm trying to think of the exact verses, trying to th- bring to mind, but for the life of me, I can't remember even what it said uh, along those lines. But it's this idea of, you know, the spirit does convict believers um, in these areas. And without this work, like we'll never see it. We're, we're selfish, blinded. We're like the horses with those little blinders on straight ahead of us. That's just the reality of the human condition. Um, I, I wrote this down when you're talking and like, I'm from my perspective, I'm a greater sinner today than I've ever been in my life. 
right? Mm. Because before it was like, here's your top three things that I need to figure out and, com- and combat and compete against and fight against and and avoid, you know, these aspects of my flesh, right? And then you deal with yep. those things, or I should say, God deals with those things as you walk with Him and you deal with the underlying things. Um, and then, but the reality is that the more I walk with Jesus, the more I see. And it's not a like beat yourself up. You're a horrible sucky person, like you are. But like get over it. Jesus died for your your horrible suckiness. Um, that's just the reality of it. And I think there's that piece uh, that that we often don't realize that we're like, it's the small things in the small ways that I don't actually have trust. It's in the small ways that I'm not actually faithful to God. Um, it's the small ways that I choose fear and I choose anxiety rather than trust uh, of my, you know, good, gracious and, and powerful creator. Um, it's those areas of my life that, yeah, I'm realizing today more uh, of all the sin that's still a part of who I am um, that I probably wouldn't even call sin, you know, two years ago, but this is the work yeah. of the spirit, you know, that's at play. Um, yeah. and I, I think this too, like as Andrew was talking, um, you know, maybe there's this one thing and it's anger, right? You know, anger is the thing that I struggle with and that's what I want to experience or I want to deal with it and get out of my life. But there's seven other things that Jesus has to deal with for that to ever get dealt with. Right. And I think that's the piece that we miss in this walk with Jesus is we're like, but, yeah. but God, we're not talking about the things that I think are the real issues. And Jesus is like, yeah, but we're talking about the things that are important right now. Right. Yeah. You can't deal with this other thing until you deal with these five other things. Right. Like, yeah. Let me lead the process. Like you're not in charge here. Follow me. Um, I did an illustration a few weeks ago for our church where I had this old like junkie uh, step stool ladder that has paint and crap all over it. I, I think we've, I've probably had it in our family for like 30 years, just like moved yeah. from one house to another. And I put like yeah. this tall, nice, beautiful ladder. Um, you know, the, the, you know, the heights that we could achieve, you know, Jesus said, you're going to do greater things than even I, but majority of Christians have no idea what that means, right? Has have right. no idea how to experience that. Or the other pieces, like if you have faith, as small as a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. But if, if Christians are really honest with ourselves, we haven't seen any mountains move. So that tells yeah. us not only, so it's either one of two things. Jesus is a liar or I don't even have faith as small as a mustard seed which let's be honest, that's probably the case. You don't even have faith as small as a mustard seed. Um, but what I think ends up happening oftentimes, you know, the, the beat up ladder represents our ability to do something, right? And the, the, the bigger ladder is like, this is where peace, patience, kindness, this is where the yeah. fullness of God gets to dwell and I get to experience all of it. But oftentimes we stand on the smaller ladder and we say, God, come here, bless me here. And God's saying, I can't. I can't yeah. like you're only yeah. going to get so far here. You've got to make the jump. You've got to try it my way. You've got to walk in relationship with, with me. You've, you've got to, you know, dig into the hard things that you don't want to talk about in life. You've got to talk about your sin. You've got to talk about um, um, the character development that I want to do in you. You've got to take opportunities to test your faith and to jump out and trust me. You've got to take these steps. Like, you know, even just this last week I, I was convicted and convicted is probably not the right word. I didn't feel bad about it. I, I knew it was something that God wanted me to do. And he finally asked me to do it. Um, and yeah. you know, 
I started a 501c3 a, a few months back. We, we got it all registered and legit. Um, well, I just finally opened the bank accounts this week, and I yeah. felt like God said, open the bank accounts and put your money in it. Well, I don't want to mm-hmm. put my money in it. Like, <laughs> I want other people to put their money in it because my right. money is a, is a source of security. And my money yeah. is I like to see, you know, the commas in my in my bank account because that makes me feel safe that I can take right. care of myself. And he's just simply right. saying, no, that's, that's, the, that's not trusting me. Like, here's the mm-hmm. area I want you to trust me in life. You give money and you give a lot of money um, to these things. Uh, and trust me, I've got you. And that's mm-hmm. a terrifying experience, but that's getting yeah. on the bigger ladder, right? That's saying, God, yeah. I'm going to do it your way. I don't, I don't fully know mm-hmm. how it plays out. I don't know what it completely looks like. I'm terrified of making these steps. But like, this is what it looks like to walk by the Spirit. This is what it looks like. You want to see this kind of fruit in your life. Like, this is where we're going to find it. And we start to take these crazy steps steps um, that God's asking us to take. But yeah. those are the things that jumped yeah, off yeah. when you were talking. No, man. Hi, that's, that's, yeah. I'll get you a bar after this. Okay. I might not be able to record too much longer because things I have gone Andrew, off the I think Andrew but, just told his three-year-old he'll take her to the bar after this is what I heard. Interesting. I will get Interesting a, approach. Bar, a bar, a fig bar after this. Um, dude, I guess my... Cause I should go shortly cause things went off yeah. the rails a little bit, but if I were to have like a final thought and like, I, I agree with everything you just said, but I, I was just thinking like my, the reason I was talking about like, don't make this a scorecard is because then you're measuring it in relation to like what other people say. I have love or joy or peace or patience or kindness. Like, but that's not the point. Like it's these, these aren't like, um, these aren't like, right. Yeah. It's the byproduct. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe Josh would be like, Hey, yeah, Andrew's pretty peaceful, you know, or whatever. But like, but that doesn't actually matter that you think that unless it's like pointing your, you towards Jesus, then it matters a little, but then it matters. Um, but like, this isn't a scorecard for others to rate you on. And if you're thinking about it this way, then, then, then you're thinking about it wrong. Um, because it's not like, a, Hey, did this person check the box of showing up to church and given a tithe of this amount um, and doing these things? And, and like, are they loving today and joyful today? No, like think about it. Like God who made all things, <laughs> sees all things and knows all things, understands all things like God sees if we have joy and it's not a show. It's not a, it's, it's not our external actions that show God things about us, right? He looks at us and he sees our actual heart, actual mind, actual spirit. He sees our thoughts if he wants to like God knows all things. So it's not a, it shouldn't be about performance. And, and I think that over time, like it takes us through seasons of working on different things in our lives that, that lead to deeper aspects of the fruit of the spirit and how we show up, but also in how we think and how we pray and how we live. Like these things influence every fiber of your being. And like you were saying, like it, God might not just be like, Hey, work on your anger. You know, because the anger is like the symptom. It's like, you know, Jack, Jack messes around and doesn't pee and you get all mad at him. And like, it's not actually about Jack and and that moment, like God's going to use that as something to work deeper in your heart on over time. And like, 
like you said, like, follow me, follow God. Like he is the leader. He's taking us down the paths we need to go down to be more like him (laughs) over time. Right, Lottie? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know, man, these are, it's beautiful because I guess my very last thought is that like, this is, this behavior is, is described of, of the God that we follow. And like, as we walk with him, these things should show up more naturally in our life um, over time. And like, Mm -hmm. you read through that list, you think about what's behind it and underneath it. It's all good, right? It's all the type of people that we want to be. And it's just one way we know that our God is good. Um, so I'm going to pause there. I guess that can be my final thought. But um, but the fruit of the spirit, if you, my only practical step is like, if you're listening to this, you haven't thought about it or prayed through it very much recently, like just pray this list and then ask a question at the end. Like, God, what season am I in? Like, am I in? And is there... Is there anything on this list you want to reveal to me or work on in me um, or that I need to work on myself? Because uh, because it's convicting. And I I don't think any time in my life I'll ever rate myself at 10 out of 10 on these. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I think it's important. Like the, the solution to this problem is spending more time in genuine, authentic, honest uh, time with Jesus. Right. Like we talk about this in the podcast over and over again. Here's the reality. 98% of Christians have no idea where their Bible is. Um, even a higher percentage don't actually open it and spend time with Jesus in the midst of it. Um, those that do often they're, they're reading it out of obligation and they're just reading it to read it rather than to try to find ways to connect to Jesus through it. Um, does, does your time with Jesus lead to conversation with Jesus? If it doesn't, you're not building a relationship. You're just reading a book, a good book. Don't get me wrong living by, you'll, you'll live a moral life, but you're missing out on, on the goodness and the depth of this relationship that leads to this fruit. Uh, so spend more time with Jesus. And here's the reality. You're going to screw up, right? You're going to be like, I'm going to start spending time with Jesus today, every day. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Great. There's going to be days you miss. You may even go weeks. You know what? When you realize that happens, just run back to Jesus. Start back, start right wherever you are. It's fine. Um, he's not going to be like, hey, you need to do some penance. You need to feel really bad about yourself before you come back to me. That's not what he's asked you. It's why he went to the cross. He went to the cross. So you can come back to him immediately. So just pick up where he left off and keep going. When you fail again, guess what? The beauty of the gospel is I get to pick back up right where I left off and keep going. I, I can get up as many times as I possibly need to get up. Um, and eventually the habit will get built. Eventually you'll, you'll be desperate and want to spend time with Jesus. I don't say that because it's an idea or a thought. I say that because it's my experience when I haven't spent time, I haven't spent time with Jesus today. Uh, and I realized that as I was driving to, um, because it's a Saturday for me, so it's not a habitual day in terms of, you know, structure of my day. Um, but I was, I was right. I was like, Oh geez, I haven't spent time with you today. So right after I get off of this, I'm spending time with Jesus. I'm starting revelation by the way. And I'll be honest with you. I'm highly intimidated by it. Um, Because I'm not smart enough to figure it out. But Jesus is, and the Spirit will speak, and the Spirit provides wisdom when you ask for it. So that's what I'm banking on with Jesus. But spend time with Jesus. You want to have the one thing that could drastically transform and change your life. You want to see more peace, patience, and kindness in 2025 when you kick off that year. This is the habit you've got to learn to develop. You've got to be spending time with Jesus. You want to see something that's going to change everything. You're like, Josh, I don't have enough time. You do. 
you have more time than you realize. It's just about priorities. Um, what if I can only do four minutes? Awesome. Do four minutes. Four minutes is better than zero minutes. Um, you start doing four minutes, you're going to want to do more minutes. Like you're going to fall in love with this guy. The, the dude's incredible. There's no one like uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's nothing that you'll ever experience in this life that is anything like it. And this is your opportunity uh, to do it. So take take the plunge. Take the chance. I'm watching Andrew being completely tackled by a bunch of munchkins right now. It's good things. Uh, and now they're all, now they're all, they've taken over his microphone. They're in control. Uh, those listening, thanks for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Um, hopefully you, you've grabbed something from this and Jesus is convicted. And if you are feeling convicted about something, awesome. That's the spirit doing his work because without him, you wouldn't be convicted. You just keep moving on through this life like like it don't even matter. Um, it's the spirit doing his work. So be grateful for those moments where he points something out to you and, and take advantage of it. And run back to Jesus in the midst of those things. Uh, we'll continue the series where we're going we're gonna to dive into spiritual gifts. This is the supernatural side uh, of, of what the spirit does. And, and we'll probably spend a handful of episodes kind of digging through them uh, and looking at what does it really look like. Probably we'll, we'll start with our own because it's what we know the best. This is how God has gifted us. Um, and we can talk from that perspective. But we'll try to dig into at least the majority of the, the ones we see written in scripture that, that Paul wrote about. Um, you know, the other ones we might just leave off because, you know, they're not. Paul didn't say anything about them. So, That's great. but thanks for listening. Andrew, my buddy, my friend. Good chatting with you. You too, my friend. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.